Hello, and welcome to HGTV Obsessed, your podcast for all things HGTV. Today, we have some special and to be honest, hilarious guests on to talk about millennial home dilemmas. The struggle is real, folks. First up, we have comedian, actress, author, Phoebe Robinson. She's on to talk about her personal HGTV obsession, what it was really like to film with the Property Brothers, and how she creates spaces that inspire her to be creative. Then we have designer and host of HGTV's new digital series, Rentfluencer, Patty Wagner, joining me to talk all about design updates that pack a punch, but are also rental friendly. She also gives some much needed advice for how to approach your landlord when you're considering making some updates to a rental. Doesn't matter if you're a millennial or rent your home, everyone needs a good laugh and these design tips are for all of us. So sit back and relax. Here's my chat with Phoebe Robinson. Phoebe, I could not be more excited to talk to you. I'm such like a personal fan that I feel like I personally manifested this interview happening. You are kind of a podcast queen. I mean, you had two dope queens, you had so many white guys, and then most recently, Black Frasier. And you're also a self-proclaimed HGTV obsessed individual. So I mean, selfishly, I'm going to start there. Like, how did your your HGTV obsession begin? I was home visiting my parents while I was in college. They were watching an HGTV show. And then I was just like, oh, okay, this seems like really fun. And then I got into it. And so, you know, I love Property Brothers, Love It Enlisted, of course, Chip and Joanna. So like all that stuff. And I just really sort of like dove in. And I love that you, you're obsessed with HGTV, but like, you're not just a a casual viewer. I mean, I'm looking behind you. You're out there with some like serious design style yourself. I mean, your apartment and office space has been featured in Architectural Digest and Apartment Therapy. How would you describe your own personal interior style? My best friend, Karen Espreya, is my interior designer. So she really helped me sort of like she did a good job of taking my taste and my boyfriend's taste into account. But I think I'm a person who I like a lot of wall art. I have this pink couch here. Like I like a lot of color and my boyfriend is a little more muted. So she was able to kind of find that middle balance of like, we'll have these pops of colors, but then we have like neutral because, you know, you're going to want to change things up and you don't want to have like a, a purple wall. Like you're going to keep a purple wall forever. <laughs> So I think my my taste is like definitely I prefer modern. I really just like sleek and like have those really nice touches and luxury sort of finishes. But then I also like to have like a lot of prints and like have a lot of like different sort of just visual interest opportunities. My dream like interior aesthetic is like Solange on a budget, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just whatever she would do. But like one third of the cost. It's been, you know, I go to like CB2, Restoration Hardware, you know, Wayfair, try to like mix up with like high, low pieces and a couple of custom things here and there. But yeah, I think that's my style is like just really modern and fun and interesting. I just finished your latest 
book, Please Don't Sit on My Bed in Your Outside Clothes, uh, which is a, a series of witty essays about your life and the lessons that you want to share with the world. It's so hilarious, everyone. But something that I felt like people could really relate to in your book is how you used to feel this sense of being behind when it came to owning a home or an apartment and getting it to look picture perfect. This idea that like social media is selling you every time you get on, right? So before you were able to buy your first apartment, what are some like renter-friendly things you did to make it more your own or to make it feel like you were achieving some of these goals? Yeah. I mean, I definitely had a bunch of different apartments leading up to this one that were just kind of like not like I remember my first my first apartment that I moved into by myself, I was 23. It had like this massive like mold problem in the bathroom. And at one point the ceiling collapsed into the tub. So it's hard to sort of like make that chic. But I think for me, especially with my limited budget and me like sort of being in debt from student loans and credit cards, the thing for me that helped me make it feel like it was my own space is that I'm very big into rugs. It feels good on your feet. It's a way to sort of like break up the space in a way visually where it feels homey. And then bookcases. I know some book snobs hate this, but I prefer to organize by color. No, same. I'm with you. So those are kind of like two major sort of touches. So I just think sort of buying small things like that that are not super expensive and not a major commitment. I think was a way for me to sort of have these apartments that were always kind of just like half furnished still feel like a home. Yeah. I don't think people who have never lived in New York really can understand how dire a New York apartment can be. I lived in one where you couldn't sit on the toilet facing forward because the wall was right there. You had to kind of like ride side saddle. It's really special. You know, you just and you and you pay, you know, three times as much for it as you would anywhere else. You're like, I'm so lucky. (laughs) Greatest city in the world. I'm doing it. (laughs) Well, and Vivi, you're also such a creative person and writing is such a huge part of what you do. And, you know, as someone who who also works in a creative field, I struggle with like, I really need my space to be a certain way for me to be able to be creative and productive. So for you to be your highest creative self, you know, what does your space need to feel like for you to tap into that? For this last book, I wrote it during COVID. And, you know, that means I wasn't going to the office. So we (laughs) turned the dining room table into my office. And so the dining room table is like between the kitchen and the living room couch. So like, that's where I wrote my book. I do not recommend it. <laughs> Very distracting to have someone like just walking past, like using the Vitamix as you're trying to think. I did do two stints where I just stayed at a hotel for like five days to write. Ideally, I think I've gotten to a place where I've been writing for so long that I can sort of write anywhere If the deadline is looming, I just got to get it done. But of course, I prefer to have like a cute little office with a desk and a little couch that can go back and forth between writing the desk and writing the couch. Got to have a a candle. I tend to have four or five half drunk beverages. So I have like a tea, a hot tea, (laughs) a cold tea, flat water, a green juice, maybe a sparkling water. I like to play music while I write. 
Sometimes I can write in silence, but other times I just sort of like to finish my book. It was such a deadline. I was like just listening to like Incubus. Like, wow, bold choice. Not what I expected. I used to like them, you know, my college days. And like, it's just such good music. They're just sort of like, yeah, I'm just jamming this out. And then I always like to have this little note that is from Bono. Oh, come on. I know. <sighs> He's such a sweetie. What does it say? Uh, Phoebe, I feel a presence in the room tonight. Is that you in our hometown? My coworker and I, I got tickets last minute to see you two in Dublin just because I know people on Instagram who like you two. She was like, I'm not going to go. Do you want these tickets? And I was like, sure. It was like two, like a week and a half before. And so we just did a 24-hour trip to Dublin to go see you two and then came right back and so I think like I told the team I was like oh I'm gonna I'm in Dublin and I think he was just like you flew to Dublin to see us that's amazing I want to get back to your book because there is there is so much goodness in this book but I do want to really focus on the story that is also the title which is all about outside clothes versus inside clothes I feel like you really you have a message to share with the people can you enlighten us this is a thing that's very common in Black communities, I'm sure, like, in lots of other communities as well, where it's just, like, the world is filthy. If we have not understood it at this point, you need to understand it. You know, especially growing up, my parents my parents are very clean. I think they're a little bit neat freaks, but they are very clean. They like to keep everything organized. And so they just did not want us to like go to school and, you know, do gym and recess and all that stuff and then just come back home and sit on the bed in our clothes. So they made us take off our outside clothes, put them in the wash, and then I could put on like my house clothes or whatever. And so I kind of have just maintained that sort of rule in my life, which, you know, I think in college people are like, this makes you not cool. And I was like, heard, but I don't want to be dirty especially dating my boyfriend and, you know, he's traveled all over the world. And so he would put like a suitcase on the bed and I'd be oh. like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, suitcase on the hotel bed is a huge, like, literally like my, my back is up. That um, is a huge thing for me. It really did have to be like, you can't do this. And so like now he doesn't do that anymore, which is like really good. Like he'll have his like, like house clothes ready to just like throw on when he comes back home, which is great. And so I just wrote about that in the essay and just like sort of how you have those kind of life lessons that you don't even realize you're absorbing until you get older. And then people tell you, hey, this is a big thing that you do. And then I was like, oh yeah, I guess I am really militant about this. But I really like that essay a lot because it's nice to write about my parents because I think they're yeah. so funny. And so they're just over everything. They're underwhelmed by everything. Like they're just, they make me laugh so much because they're so unimpressed <laughs> by just life. And so it was really nice. I think it's one of my favorite essays that I wrote in the book just because it was sort of talking about myself, but also like these two people that I, I love so much. It definitely comes through how much you adore your parents, but also like the not being impressed. I don't want to give away too much of the book because everyone really needs to read it. But there's a moment where you talk about you present them the opportunity to like meet Michelle Obama and they're like, I'm going to be tired. Like, I don't even know when it is, but I'm going to I'm tired then, I think. 
I mean, I get it. Like, we're tired all the time. But I was like, Mom, you're not giving me this BS excuse. Like, I was like, do you want to go to Applebee's on Thursday? I'm like, this is Michelle Obama. Get it together. I think just, you know, you can get sort of set in your ways. And and that can be, like, really funny. I think they're just, they're not travelers. So I just, like, even the opportunity of, like, a Michelle Obama was a thing that they were like, yeah, but then we would have to leave her house. They're like, could you bring her to us? Yeah, but they, they ended up going, which was like, thank God they did. But it was just such a funny story where I was just like, you guys are ridiculous. And I guarantee that I'm going to be just like that when I'm 60. So I'm seeing my future and I'm like, that's a pretty good future. I respect it. I respect it. Invite Michelle Obama over. Make sure she brings her inside clothes. Well, Phoebe, before we let you go, I do want to briefly touch on the Property Brothers. You mentioned them earlier that you love them. And they were on your Comedy Central show doing the most. And they taught you how to do magic tricks and illusions. What did you enjoy most about your time filming that episode with them? There's so, you know, there's so people who like have built this brand or this like mini empire and they're just able to just like show up turn it on and be amazing and be so kind at the same time. Like that was just them. Like, I think they were like shooting something else earlier in the day. And then they came straight to do my show and they were like on time and they were so funny and they were just so open and wonderful. And it was great to hang out with them and chat with them. And I just really appreciated that because so many people in entertainment and Hollywood, they say they want all these things and then they get it and they treat people kind of not in a great way. And you always go, if this was you like five years ago, you see where you are now, you'd be so appreciative. And I think what's great about them is that you could tell they're so appreciative of where they are. They truly love what they do. They love doing home renovations. They love entertaining people. They love having TV shows where they can like connect with people. And so I really just enjoyed who they are as people. And I think that was my favorite thing about it. Yeah, those guys are truly what you see is what you get. They are the hardest working, most professional, kindest. They are the real deal. Yeah. I do want to ask because I their show Celebrity IOU is one of my favorite shows on HGTV. So if you were going to be on Celebrity IOU and you could choose to give someone one of those like over the top home renovations, who would that person be? I think I would give it to my boyfriend's mom because she's so wonderful. She's so sweet. And like, she loves doing like, you know, stuff around the house. And she has like this conservatory garden and she has her dog. So it'd be like nice to give her like something so like amazing and huge and massive. And she's just like, she's just retired a couple years ago. And so I'm like, let's retire. And you have this baller ass place. You know, I think that would be who I would give it to. Speaking of your of doing the most, you have a segment called Three BQs where you ask all your guests the same three questions. So we, of course, we love to flip the script on people. And so we want to ask you your three BQs. So we're going to start with what was your this is going to change everything moment? I think when I started doing stand up, I took a class at Caroline's in Manhattan and I didn't even want to do it. It was just my um, college friend. She wanted to take the stand-up class, but she didn't want to do it by herself. She's like, I think it'll be fun to go with a friend. And I just was not particularly into stand-up. Like I never really watched it. And I was like, what kind of job is that? Like doing stand-up is so dumb. 
the first week we had to go to Caroline's and, and watch a show. So it was Daryl Hammond from SNL. And he was so funny. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then the next week we met in like this, it's like this tiny little room, like half circle. And we just sort of like workshopped ideas. And the homework was to write five minutes of material. And I was like, five minutes? I have to talk for five minutes and so much time to be funny. So we came in the next week and there was like one joke that got like a really huge laugh. And I was just standing there holding the microphone. I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I had no idea it was going to lead to like all these things. I just was like, oh, I think me sort of just being on stage and sharing my worldview is what I should be doing with my life. Well, clearly you are right. So if you could have everyone's attention, what would you say? This is your, you know, glass clinking moment. Ooh, what I've learned, if it's not a yes, it's a no. Because I think for a long time, I was, whether it's like work related or like doing something for a friend or whatever, if it was a maybe, I would try and talk myself into a yes. And then when I had to do the actual thing, I was annoyed that I had to do it or just like was not, it would just create chaos to like do this thing that isn't beneficial for me or for the other person. And so I think, kind of think that, if we tell someone no, that they're going to hate us. Like most of the time when you say no, the person's like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. And they like move on. Like right. you're not going to be nailed to a cross or anything. And so I think taking the pressure off of feeling like you have to show up for everyone all the time. And that's the only way that they will know that you are a good friend or you're a good coworker or you care about them. I think it's just, makes yourself miserable because what ends up happening is you burn yourself out and you're never showing up fully for yourself or other people. So I'm always like, if you are just feeling like it's not the right time, it's not the right vibe and it's a maybe, just say no. And that allows you to then go after the things that are absolute yeses. I feel like I'm going to write that and put that on my desk. All right, Phoebe. And last question. If you could freaky Friday with anyone for a day, who would it be? I love this one. I probably freaky Friday with someone who's really hot. I remember this. This is how hot this person was. It was like uh, three years ago. I was in Midtown Manhattan and I was walking, I think, to a meeting and I walked past Matt Bomer, the actor from Magic Mike and... I did a triple take. Like, I was like, I've never seen a man so hot and pretty and masculine, like all the things. And I was like, that's his life is that people are just like, whoa, what? Like, they're just, I want to experience that. But I also want it to be like a hot person who's good. So who who is that? Jason Momoa. You know what? Oh, yes. He's cool. He could throw an axe. He seems like a loving husband, a great father. He has a great career and he knows how to swim. I think it would be so fun to just be him for a day and just be that person who's like, good vibes, man. Like, that's not sort of my energy. I'm a little more, I got to work. So it'd be nice to (laughs) switch with someone who's like, chill. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm feeling that. Oh my gosh. Well, Phoebe, this has been a dream. Um, I'm truly such a personal fan of yours. So it's just been so fun to talk to you. Um, Before you go, I do want to ask you one, I want to selfishly ask, is there going to be a season two of Black Fraser? Because I like that podcast, like kept me going last year. But also where can everyone, you know, follow you on social media and buy your book and what's next? Yeah, I would like to do another season of Black Fraser. 
I have my book coming out. Please don't sit on my bed in your outside clothes, September 28th. And then I have my HBO Max special coming out shortly after that. So I think once all of that sort of calms down, then I can go back into figuring out because my boyfriend and I were basically doing it all together and he's on the road touring right now. So like once we're both back in the same city (laughs) and have time together, I would love to do another season because it was so fun. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dope Queen Phoebs, P-H-E-E-B-S. And then, you know, I'm also want to go to driving school because I did that segment when I guest hosted Jimmy Kimmel. So I really want to go to driving school and get my license. So that's a little personal life thing that I want to do. You're just delightful. I can't wait to see the 700 things you do next. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. I love chatting with you. This is great. I have to say, I was not always a believer in inside clothes and outside clothes. But as I have gotten older, I am firmly on team inside clothes. Also team inside shoes. I really don't like being barefoot, but I don't like wearing shoes that I've worn in public inside the house. But I really want to know your opinion, though. I don't know. Why don't you guys pause this? Head over to the comments at Apple Podcasts and drop me your thoughts on inside clothes and outside clothes. Maybe whether you think I'm weird that I don't like to be barefoot. It's fine. I can take it. Up next, we have designer and host of the new HGTV Instagram series, Rentfluencer, the one and only Patty Wagner on to talk all about rental-friendly updates that you may not have thought about. Here's my chat with Patty. Hi, Patty. Welcome to HGTV Obsessed. I'm so excited to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So just to fill everybody in, if they aren't aware of your illustrious career, you are (laughs) a former product designer for Target turned interior designer. You have a lot of experience with renter-friendly design solutions because you're someone who literally lived in rental homes growing up, and now you renovate and own rental homes. So I'd love for you to share... What do you think the biggest challenge is that someone faces when they want to update a rental space? Because, I mean, it can be a bit of a struggle. Yeah, definitely. I actually studied interior design. Not a lot of people know that because my career is rooted in product design. So it's nice to like kind of make my way back around to designing spaces again. But the biggest challenge that people face when updating a rental space is just getting permission to do like the bigger impactful things, right? Like if you want to paint a wall, like you have to get permission for that. If you want to put a giant nail to hang a mirror, you have to get permission for that. It's hardest to get permission, right? And I think it's scary for people to ask too and to know what they can do. We're coming to people's rescue because you are (laughs) the host of HGTV's brand new and first ever IGTV exclusive series, Rentfluencer, where you help renters tackle a room in just one day with a design that's both renter-friendly and stylish. So what are some of your go-to ways to update a space that won't jeopardize your security deposit? When we're talking about like impactful changes, not a lot of people know about like peel and stick. They think of wallpaper and they think it's like permanent. It'll be hard to like take off, but there are so many great 
peel and stick wallpaper solutions that you can just, you know, take off <laughs> when you are ready to move out of the space. And then just using like an oversized rug for your space, having like a nice oversized rug will just be a dramatic difference. And I also love just having large plants all over to bring the room to life. And another one is just using like a gallery wall with command strips to create, you know, like a really great story on your walls. Using window treatments is a really great way to update a space that won't take a lot of time. Yes, nothing screams rental like those sad, dusty Venetian blinds. So if you can (laughs) take those down, stash them in a closet so that you can put them back up when you move out, it really does make a huge difference. Which leads me to my next question, because I think you have some good ideas about how to protect the features of the home, you know, ensure they won't get damaged as you're maybe making some changes. You mentioned, you know, removable mounting strips, which is a great way to hang art without putting holes in the wall. What are some other ways to protect the space? So again, your landlord doesn't want you to write them a big check. (laughs) I mentioned command strips for hanging artwork, but felt for the bottom of furniture too. If you have chairs in the dining room or maybe in the living room and you don't have a rug underneath, just putting those easy felts underneath them. So when you're sliding in and out, will protect the floors, especially if it's an older house and you know the floors are old wood floors. And then uh, I would say rug pads is another huge thing. You just cover that you know beautiful wood flooring that will go a long way to preserve the floors. And I mean, the big rug tip is also a great one if you're in maybe an apartment with floors that are kind of gross. Yes, true. You can just cover that up, right? Yeah, exactly. You may not get the beautiful wood floors. You may get some old linoleum vinyl flooring and having a nice big rug will just cover that. Even if it's like a carpet, you know, an old carpet. (laughs) Rug over carpet is totally cool. (laughs) Patty, you know, I think better than anyone that there are a wide variety of reasons why people don't own a home and why renting is the best solution for them, either short-term or long-term. Earlier in this episode, we were talking to Phoebe Robinson about the dilemma that so many millennials are facing where they aren't in a position to buy a home yet, but they have a desire to make their space unique and Instagram worthy, you know? We all got to do it for the gram. Yes. <laughs> so now that you are a landlord yourself, what are some things you don't mind your tenants changing, you know, in, in the spaces that they're renting? My husband and I always want our renters to feel at home. It's so important that people, when they're in that space, they just, it feels home to them. For us, when we buy um, some of our properties, sometimes we don't have the budget right away to maybe update a lighting fixture or maybe paint the wall a certain color, update a hardware. So if our renters approach us and say, hey, (laughs) I notice you have this dated, not very attractive light fixture in the dining room. We'd love to update it. Like I love it when our renters can have those conversations with us. So that way it enhances their space, but it also helps us if they decide to leave the fixtures with us. But you know, obviously they can take it with them and then hardware too. So if, you know, the cabinet just needs 
a good, you know, swap in the pools and the, the knobs, that's totally cool to have the conversation with your landlord. I mentioned peel and stick wallpaper and window treatments. Those are things that I don't mind at all if our tenants want to do these things. There have to be some don'ts, right? There have to be some absolute don'ts when it comes to tenant etiquette. Can you share a few of those? Absolutely. We always craft like a welcome email to all of our tenants. We also like to include in there too, just always, always ask us for permission. (laughs) Going back to what I mentioned earlier, when you are doing these updates, whether you want to paint something, put a hole in the wall, because most of our walls are plaster. Some people may not realize like once you just pound that nail in there, you could crack the plaster wall. So don't just do things that may cause permanent changes or damage the foundation without asking your landlord first. So whether it's putting a hole in the wall, painting it, painting the walls or updating, you know, fixtures, please always ask for permission because there may be things that, you know, you as a renter may not know about the property. Oh, that's really taking me back because my first ever apartment had plaster walls and I had no idea. (laughs) And I just went in there with a little nail, you know, to hang up probably, you know, probably like an Audrey Hepburn poster, you know, for freshman year of college and a big chunk of the wall just like like fell out. Um, I've come a long way, but that just gave me, that gave me flashbacks. You touched on this a little bit, but do you have any other advice for how to approach your landlord? It, it seems like trying to approach it as you're trying to make some improvements is a good way to maybe approach making some changes in your rental space. Yes. You know, we like to have good relationships with our with our renters because we want them to treat the place like it's their own, right? Even though we own it, we always want them to treat it like it's their own and to live in it, in it like it's their own. If they want to update anything, like we are so open to like, just email us, call us. Don't be afraid to ask. The worst thing is we can say no, you know, and you can't put like a giant mirror up. We want our tenants to be open and transparent with us and what they're doing. Because again, you know, we want to protect the home's foundation. And two, you know, that way, if they take a giant nail out of the wall, they know how to patch it correctly <laughs> and then also paint it back to the correct color. There are so many things that has to be done after you put like like a nail to a wall. And you should have a good relationship with your landlord. I mean, that's really the only way that you could truly make your place feel like your home. And a bad referral from a landlord can really haunt you and follow you around in the future. So this is definitely a situation where you want to ask for permission rather than forgiveness. Yes, exactly. Well, Patty, I'm so excited for everyone to watch your new series on HGTV's IGTV. That's HGTV's Instagram account. You can find Patty's new series, Rentfluencer. Where can everyone follow you on social media and see your latest rental makeover? Because I know you're in the middle of one right now. (laughs) Yes, we always have projects going on and we like to share um, a lot of our process on our Instagram. So you can find me at Wagner on Instagram. And then you can also go to my website, also called pattycakewagner.com for additional information. All right. Thank you so much, Patty. Thanks, Marianne.
I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode today, and I hope you feel a little more equipped to handle your own millennial design dilemmas, even if you are actually a Gen Xer like me. I want to give special thanks again to Phoebe Robinson for joining us today. You can buy her hilarious new book, Please Don't Sit on My Bed in Your Outside Clothes, on September 8th. And I want to give another thanks to Patty Wagner for her expert advice. You can catch Rentfluencer right now on HGTV's Instagram. You can learn more about all of our guests by checking out our show notes at hgtv.com slash podcast. And as usual, if you love today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review HGTV Obsessed. Tell me what you think about inside clothes versus outside clothes. I want to hear everything. And don't forget to follow HGTV Obsessed wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. I'll see you next Thursday.